Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Glenn, corner table again. Oh, man, I love the corner table, man. How you doing? Doing fantastic. I'm really good, actually. Really good. Look well, up. well, why is that? Well, because we're we're actually getting a little bit of traction from uh, some of the episodes. And by traction, I mean we get great feedback from people. And the feedback is so important to me uh, just to just to get a sense of what people are looking for. A lot of questions are coming in. You know, how do you do, how do you handle this? How do you, how do you, what do you think about this? And, and look, we're not, uh, we didn't write the book, Alcoholics Anonymous. Or no, how to but get we sober, certainly read it. But we read we it and we study it and it. we try and, right, try and execute on study, it. Study, it's a good word. Yeah. No, it's great. No, we just had some folks that kind of, you know, during our sessions, we, we've talked about like this page 86, right? Mm-hmm. This is week we, you know, we dropped, you know, thoughts on, um, in fact, we actually read mm-hmm. page 86 and shared some experience with it uh, because that, Blue Big Book has showed us a new way to live where we don't have to drink and get drunk every single day and be a be worshiping vodka all day long. Yeah, you know, and and if you're if you're new uh, and you're you're confused about where to get this book, you get a lot of sober curious folks. A lot right? of sober curious right on our website Hasht- on the hashtag. Resor- yeah on the resource room. Uh, we've got a link to Amazon, so the ex Mrs. Bezos will be very thrilled if you yeah, buy one a- of the books from her. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, buy it, even though she's making a couple bucks. Uh, you know, the the thing about Alcoholics Anonymous, which really just blows me away, is its lack of structure and monetization. You know, I'm a business guy. So I am okay, we're going to do that. Well, how are we going to monetize that? How are we going to get our return on investment there? How is that going to roll out? Of, uh, no, no, no. They, they don't care about any of that. All they care about is the next struggling alcoholic. And it, it's, it, there is no arc. You know, hierarchy. It, it's it's a beautiful thing, but there's resources there. Anyway, I'm babbling. I've I've had too much caffeine already this morning. How are you doing? I have not had enough. All right. So right. I am getting ready to uh, drink some more. All right. So uh, hey, man, super excited about our little session today. Um, you know, a lot of times we we have at least you know, some structure and some notes and some right. definitions figured out. And yeah, I just come to learn today. But we have a table for three. Yeah, table for three. And I, I came to learn. So um, I'm going to let you cue Steve up a little bit. But uh, Awesome. But I've uh, I've had the, the pleasure of meeting him at a, a previous coffee. And you guys can go back and listen to the, our, our session with Steve. But, uh, yeah, cue him up a little bit and then let's dive in. So Steve G, who I uh, call Stevie G. Um, Steve, welcome. Thank Welcome you back. for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, so we we had uh, Steve on reach, recently to uh, share his story of experience, strength, and hope, and uh, and how he wouldn't live life any other way than how he's living it today. So, right. and right. Uh, and he shared some tips on uh, you know how a few friends showed him how. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was really cool. So please go back and listen to that. Yeah. Um, but the one thing we want to chat with, with Steve about today is is when when he got sober, you know, one of the things he said was step twelve, and he wanted to work with other alcoholics, mm-hmm. right? And, and and he saw value in that, and he sees value in that, and he's lived that. Steve, you've lived that for thirty years, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
But, you know, one of the things that he focused on in helping others, you know, not just sponsoring guys, not going to meetings, not just being available to meet guys for coffee and, you know, but but he was really caught on with sober living. Mm. So what I asked Steve to do was come back and talk about sober living. And and it was funny. We were just laughing. You know, some, sometimes we should have a hot mic in the yeah, parking right. lot, right? But we were just laughing, you know, sober living versus sober housing, right? right? And there's right. a big difference. So uh, what we asked Steve to come back on and just talk and, and kind of define uh, sober living, what it is, digging in a little bit. And then Steve is uh, executive director for an outfit here in Chicago called Arcosa. Hmm. Uh, so for part of Steve's time, he's going to talk about sober living, the value and benefits. Why do sober living? Right. What it's about, what it looks like. Um, and, and then secondly, just kind of highlight our, our COSA, uh, 20, well into 20 plus years, almost 30 years. Right. So 27 years. Mm-hmm. I think we're nine days away from our 30th birthday. Wow. Oh, wow. So it wasn't long after you got sober that you dove into sober living. Correct. I don't know if I would recommend it, but it was my calling. I had no say in the matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's awesome. So, um, Steve, we'll bounce it to you just to talk about sober living. As always, we'll just jump in. You know, I've got some experience uh, with, with, with sober living, but uh, that's one of the things I've recognized about you is you're passionate for sober living. Have that be a vehicle of assistance for folks, but you have such a high standard on how you do it. I've never seen a standard as, as high as yours and Arcosis. So I'm looking forward to digging in. Well, Mike, Glenn, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. Um, I guess the first thing I'll say about sober community living is from the first word of the first step. <laughs> you know, alcoholism is a disease of isolation. And then when I first read the steps, there we are, we. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of the we part of the program. Mm -hmm. In fact, I probably say that every time I introduce myself at a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm grateful for the we part of the program. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful to be a part of the we part Mm -hmm. of the program. So alcoholism, isolation, the opposite is recovery, connectivity, being a Mm -hmm. part of. Community is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, So after I got sober, I was going to have these big plans of getting my own place and God rest his soul, my great counselor at this old treatment center called Lifeline, Johnny Winston, looked at me and said, you're homeless, guy. You have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. No one wants you. You're going to go to a halfway house. And I just want to say I hate that word, halfway house. Yeah, right. Most people do. It's half a person or something. That's you know? why our is recovering communities of Step Ahead. It's a community. I don't like halfway house. So, but I had no choice, and I went. And I got what I needed, thank God, because I was, had this gift of willingness. But I saw some things that were disturbing to me. It was basically packing people in and housing people. Mm-hmm. There were some great guys there, thank God. I met some of them and traveled the path with them and stayed sober. Um, I didn't necessarily like the greed I saw behind it. Um, greed from what perspective? Well, when you have a three flat and you have 24 guys living in it, it seems a, a bit greedy to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, so the the people who own the sober living were greedy and just trying to maximize the the income and profit from it instead of that was their focus instead of necessarily trying to help somebody get sober. Their initial goal might have been to really help alcoholics, and I'm sure it kind of was. And the but, dollars, but it went and they got big fast, and in my opinion, too big because they were spreading out their sober pool. So. 
Yeah, I did. To be honest, I thought they were just being greedy, and I didn't think mm-hmm. I thought they lost focus. So um, I was presented with an opportunity. This is all through the grace of God, I might add. Mm-hmm. Um, a good friend of mine, Stash, went to school together. Uh, we were talking one day, and he couldn't believe there were 24 guys living in this place. And I said, you know, don't you own some three flats? And he said, yes. I said, I think we can do a lot better for people. Because mm. I certainly didn't have any resources. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but God somehow put you together in with Stash, yeah. who had that resource and probably didn't know much about putting together a sober living right. program. Right. So we talked about it, and he trusted me. And I mm. have to emphasize that because— at the time, I only had like nine or, nine or ten months. And right. I said, I think I can do better. Mm-hmm. That's all I said. If you treat people with dignity and respect and you give them a decent place and you show them this new design for living mm-hmm. in a loving way, mm-hmm. I think I could do better. Mm-hmm. That's how it started. And, and it's amazing. The rest of this is, you know, God's grace unfolding in me and through me because I have no idea why I'm still doing this. So you're, 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 you're new into sobriety— and that's when our coastal was born? <clears throat> yes. It was Nine born, months. It was born October 17th of 1992. That's, wow. our, that's our birth date of this mission. Wow, that's amazing. So, and you came into the program in January of 92. Yes. So this is it's nine, nine, months t- nine months later. I don't recommend it, and it, it wasn't my doing. I mm-hmm. wanted to go back to the music business. Right, sure. And my sponsor suggested maybe not. Mm-hmm. It's littered with drugs and sure. alcohol, right. and you might not want to do that. Right. And I thought, okay, well, I'll help some alcoholics for a year or two, right, ensure right. my sobriety. Yeah, right. And then get back I, at I, it. I never intended to be here 30 years. Right, right. Wow, wow that's that amazing, fantastic. man. I, you know, I just love how that works. So um, I've been in sober living um, and and not the best experience. You know, I've been in the flats where they cram people in. Um, and, uh, and, and, and my experience also was, you know, you know, like, for example, I was in a residential treatment center. And they got the van, right? And and the and they drove the van into Chicago into a sober, you know, and and there's these all these uh, younger guys who were in recovery, and their parents wouldn't let them home, and they just needed a place to live, so their parents paid for them to be here. They didn't work, they didn't go to meetings, they didn't do grocery, they just sat around all day, played video games, and talked about how great their highs were. You know, and, and, and I struggled with that because I was trying to go to meetings. I was trying to, you know, get, get back working hard again. I was trying to do the right things and, and have community with, with quality people, but I really struggled, you know. And I saw a lot of relapse there. There was a guy that died in the basement while I was there. I mean, it was a really challenging place, yeah. right? So, so what was your vision, Steve? You know, I think, in fact, you know, I, I, I underlined what you said. You said, I think we can do it better. So what, what does better look like with in, in your world? Well, for me, I needed some like-minded people who are going to travel the path and at least put a good effort in to building a foundation for sobriety. Um, I really believe in accountability and structure. I think I still have that on top of my list now like I did in the beginning. Um, but I really needed connectivity and I needed to tap into the we part of the program. But I also needed to be around people that wanted to stay sober. You guys have heard that, you know, recovery is not for people who need it. A lot of people need it. It's for people who want it, people who are willing to go to any lengths. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not perfect, but if the more people 
surrounding each other with that type of goal, the more strength. There's a lot of strength in those types of numbers. Mm-hmm. And got to give a little direction, a um, little kick in the butt every now and then, but in a loving way. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I wanted to do, you know, be firm, be fair, be honest, uh, but tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. This is the deal. You're doing it or you're not doing it. Oh, it's life or death. Yeah. I mean. For me, it is. Sure. Yeah. Right. A lot of people have not hit a bottom sufficient enough, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to bring about the level of humility necessary to completely give ourselves to the simple program. Right, sure. Um, maybe they're still being enabled by their family. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've worked with a lot of people that in the back of our minds, we know I got an out. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad will bail me out. Right, sure. Um, they got my back. Sure. And I'm not just talking about young kids. I'm seeing this with 40, 50, 60-year-old people whose family will still enable mm-hmm. them. Sure. That's a whole different topic there. But, uh, yeah, I think you have to do this with dignity and respect for people and this disease and um, treat people fair and just uh, love them until they can start to learn how to love themselves. We've heard that before. Absolutely. But I also believe in dealing with our emotional and feeling life. So Glenn mentioned sober living versus sober housing. Mm -hmm. I decided to take many steps further than just housing people. So we have an incredible group of counselors because I believe... We need groups. We need safe places to feel vulnerable and and talk about our emotional and feeling life, talk about our trauma. And that's why we have groups and we have counseling. Mm -hmm. And that makes all the difference in the world. I will plug our COSA on another level. We've always had uh, private rooms. Mm -hmm. Because I I think, as you know, um, neurobiologists and addiction specialists will tell us it's, you know, minimum six to 12 months for the neurochemistry to balance Mm -hmm. out. So we want them to stay. Mm-hmm. We want people to stay a while. Our average length of stay is a little under a year, which is, I'm really proud of that. So that is amazing. I'm not sure what it is for the industry, but it, I, I think they would almost measure it in weeks. Maybe. Right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, that's just my opinion from my bleacher seat. Mm-hmm. But to hear almost a year is amazing. And and you've had thousands of people go through Arcosa, mm-hmm. right? So, so be, before we do that, I just want to highlight some of the benefits and focuses of of sober living versus sober housing, right? But how you do sober living. One is community. You know, mm-hmm. be around sober people who want it, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's not being forced on them. You know, you don't force people to go into sober living, right? right. Sometimes courts force you to go to detox or force you to go, you know. Mm-hmm. But they don't force you to go into sober living. It's a voluntary thing. But then there's a mentality, and you really guide people and weed people and, and, and understand that with people through your intake process, right? Mm-hmm. Secondly, the accountability and structure. You know, there's always people around. There's always, hey, where's Johnny, right? And and if I remember correctly, you you can go into the, some houses and you can knock and say, anybody, any sobriety in here, right? Yeah. I think it's something like that, right? So there's always somebody around, always accountability, always, you know, keep keeping a good eye. And, and, and if I remember, you have some really high-level executives and professionals that, that go through, you know, Arcosa. Um, and, and some of those folks, they don't like accountability, right? No. So, but that's something new for early sobriety. Um, thirdly, you give direction and guidance. Um, and then fourthly, the incredible counselors, right? Both individual counseling and that, I, I got a lot of help from that, both individual counseling and group counseling. Um so let's talk about Arcosa. RCOSA, Recovering Communities of Step Ahead, coming up on 30 years. 
of um, the anniversary. I, I, I know we, we have a uh, dinner coming up on November 1st. I'm looking forward to attending that. I think a friend of mine suggested I went to that. So, yeah, yeah, that. I, so Hey, Mikey. So it's on my calendar. So. I will see you there. It was a suggestion. I will yes. see you there along with about eight eight of our own brothers. Right, right. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've been to this dinner, and and there's a room full of sober value. I mean, just the people I've met, the counselors, and 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 you see some of the, um, I don't know if you call them graduates, alum, alum. Yeah, that's the word. Esteemed alum. Esteemed alum. I mean, the stories are uh, just so impactful. So, you know, Steve, let me bounce it to you and just kind of get, you know, overview of our Cosa, the vision. If anybody needs Chicago land, or they can fly in from. I, I'm telling you, I have seen a number of sober housing communities i've never seen a sober living community done like arcosa thanks for saying that glenn um yeah recovering communities have stopped had arcosa flows much better the other one is our longer legal nonprofit name we're a privately funded nonprofit, 501c3 federally tax exempt charitable organization um so yeah you're trying to help people build a foundation for sobriety you need to show them love and support, but you need some some good people who've got a lot of experience to help them um, cognitively, emotionally figure some stuff out. So we have two groups a week. We have weekly individual counseling. Everyone gets their own room. We have different buildings designed for different demographics as far as age. So I think our youngest person right now is 23, and our oldest is about 71 or 72. Wow. wow. It's a nice, spread. Yeah, it's a nice spread. thing. And they're all there. You know, like I said, we're not perfect. We're, there's bumps along the way. But I would say almost everyone there has a goal of learning how to live a sober life. And the community part of it is what saved me, and that's what we're trying to stress here. So, uh, you know, we want to create a space where people feel like they're vested because if you're not vested in your recovery process, you're more likely to give the gift of sobriety away. That's been my experience. Mm -hmm. So we cr try to create this environment of love and support. And we have to have some fun along the way. It can't be all, you know, maudlin. We have to, we have to really be grateful. Mm -hmm. And that's something we try to push is gratitude and humility. These are the things that were shown to me in the beginning. Right. Great. You know, I'm telling you, this is so enlightening to me. My, there was a bad brand drop because we started out this episode here, this session with you talking about halfway houses. That's my experience. I was in, I was, I was in rehab, and my it had been suggested to my wife, who suggested to me that maybe a, a halfway house would be an alternative for me before I come back home to my old patterns and old habits. And I said, whoa, 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 Sparky, there's going to be no halfway house. I'm not, I'm not holed up in some basement, you know, musty basement laying alongside some drug addict with no, because, of course, I was much better than that, <laughs> um, sarcasm included there. Um, but there was no way I was going to go to one of these places. What you're telling me about, see, I didn't, that was a place I didn't want to go. What you're telling me about is a place that I absolutely would embrace because I was so invested in getting better. I wanted an environment that I could grow in, but I didn't know one existed. And this is only four years ago, guys. Right. So, you know, I still think there's a brand problem on the street about what a what these the Segway living situation looks like. But also the fact that no, this is a healthy, light environment filled with light and hope and growth is 
is outstanding. And I just wonder how many people were like me who thought, no, this is just housing, and and they they just want to. So how do you get the how do you get the word out? I mean, how do you? I want people to know that there is a better way out there. Well, yeah, there seems to be a negative opinion. I'm right. not going there. I'm not giving up my right. freedom. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I say this to a lot of guys. It's an awkward transition. Mm-hmm. I'm going to a strange place with some guy named Steve going to tell me what to do and how to live life right. and share my space with other guys and go to these groups and talk about my inner life. Right. Who wants to do that? Right. Right. Who cares to admit complete defeat? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I get that. And we go to great lengths to make it a smooth transition. Um no one wants to come to our coast, so they don't come here high-fiving me yeah. like, yeah, I made it. Yeah, right. Right? <laughs> I've, some, arrived. I've arrived. <clears throat> yeah, right. There's some measure of gratitude, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. But the, I think well, we have of, some hope. Yeah. I think one of the disservices to all this is that 28-day treatment idea that came out a while back. Yeah, right. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This so, is, so, Steve, uh, I just wrote that down because yeah. that's something that I want to bring up. Yeah. I think that's one of the keys of sober living and Arcosa is I think— and I'm shooting off my hip here, so I'm probably going to miss. But I think the 28 days came up from the insurance company. Oh, absolutely. Probably. <laughs> you know, and, and, and here's what I know for Glenn, and I'm only speaking for Glenn. I look at living sober as learning how to live life left-handed. I spent 50 years as a right-hander. I'm not in 28 days, not 29 or 27. 28 days is a secret number. I'm not going to learn how to live my left hand in 28 days and like what you said earlier it takes six to 12 months to start to change those neuro pathways mm-hmm. i mean it took me like three years before i started noticing hey i'm thinking different mm-hmm. right um so so that's where the value of our coaster with the average length of stay almost 12 months that's why your your esteemed alumni are seeing such benefit because they gave themselves that period of time. Now, you know, I'm not looking to, you know, crush people thinking, oh, our coast sounds great. Let me go. Because I, I know this is a sticking point to, to people when you get those intake calls, right? When you do the assessment, or I think that's what you call it. You suggest, aka require, people to commit to 90 days. Right? Three, three month minimum commitment, and that, and I think you can watch people when, when you tell them that their face. Yeah, you can watch their right. face, and they're like, <laughs> "Crap," you know. And a lot of people probably say no because they haven't had that point of surrender. When I was at that point of surrender, and somebody told me three months, I'm like, "Okay," because I just knew that my game was over, mm-hmm. right? And and that's what my surrender mm-hmm. definitely looked like. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I want to point out, and what I know about Ar- Arcosa, because I've been to meetings there, I've been to the facilities, the facilities are top notch. I mean, they're probably, you know, now, yeah, there's probably some sober live, some sober facilities out there that are seventy five thousand dollars a month, you know, that that you know have the private chefs and everything else. But but for for the reasonable, um, you know, uh, charges of, of of living at at Arcosa, you can't find any better facilities. I mean, they're they're nice, fl- you know, flats, brownstones in the Chicagoland area, uh, or in Chicago, I guess, right? And um, you know, very accessible, very handy, all the transportation and everything else, right? But you walk in, and you have instant community. I mean, everybody's in the same boat. They've they're just a couple steps ahead of you, maybe, and um, you know, it's just 
going back to what we said before and really sticking with me with you, Steve, a few friends show me how. Right. Right. And when you walk into Orcosa, those friends are right there because you have like like 50, 60, you know, I mean, it, it's it's not like four people. It's a big operation. Yeah. It means a lot, I think. I think people can tap into that. Even the most reticent ones will get a sense of, hey, it's not too bad. Right. These people do seem to care. These counselors are okay. It's not as horrible as I thought sharing a space with a couple other guys. And because there's a lot of barriers mm-hmm. to recovery. There's a lot of barriers to treatment. There's a lot of barriers to sober living, community living. So we try to make it as peaceful and calm as we can. Sounds like and you got 30 years, 30 years experience doing this. Well, nine days short of 30 years. Still learning. Make a lot mm-hmm. of mistakes along the way. Yeah. It's great stuff, no, man. It's home, but- I'm, I'm super excited to check it out. Yeah, so so Steve, can can, can I give the um, uh, the website address? Sure. Okay, it's um and and I'll put your uh, card on our Instagram. Thank you. Um, but it's uh, arcosa, r c o s a, dot org, and it's at uh, sexy five hundred one c a b element o p right. <laughs> um, so so you know if you if if you want to help support. You know, sobriety in, in, in probably the most quality way that I've ever seen. Um, you can go to your website and, and you can donate from from the website. Um, you know, if, if you want to donate a couple of bucks, if you're in Chicagoland, uh, November first. Um, yeah, come to the. Can right. I can I plug where it is? Sure, my yeah, good friend Sean, great restaurant, absolutely. Basil Leaf, twenty four sixty five North Clark Street in Chicago. He's nice. he's a wonderful friend of ours. I love the guy. Basil Leaf Cafe, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it's Cafe. Yep. We'll and post all this information on our website, too. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You Absolutely. guys are great. I awesome. really appreciate yeah. both Thanks of you. Thanks for being here again. You got again. it, man. Yeah. God bless you guys. Again, Steve. You're top five, man. Thank Excellent, you. man. Thanks. Hey, Glenn. See yeah. you. Love you, brother. See you, Mikey. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution. 